Welcome to On Second Thought, the podcast that revisits films to see if they stood the test of time. My name is Cameron. I'm Ken. And I'm Andrew. And today we're talking about Goldeneye, the uh, James Bond classic. Is it a classic? It's a, you know what? I remember this movie uh, being one of my favorite Bond movies of all time. And I don't know how you guys feel about that. that is, this is an ultimate uh, on second thought because I really, really, I would constantly talk about for years. I'd constantly be talking about how good this movie was. I loved Goldeneye when it came out. I had a poster up in my room, I think, and everything. One of those like posters from the magazine, though, that you get at like, the free magazine you get at the movie theater. <laughs> nice. They're super small. You know, they don't really cover much of your your room, and you only have that poster up. Basically, so that's all I <laughs> just the golden eye poster. Yeah, it's like a, an eight by ten. A couple of cutouts of a Jonathan Taylor Thomas and Devin Sawa on your wall as well. <laughs> Andrew was a political prisoner at the time, and that's all that they let him have up. He also, he, and he ultimately escaped through that poster. Uh, when, uh, like in Shawshank Redemption, you dug your way up. But the poster was like an eight and a half by 11 sheet. Yeah, he was a kid. It was like Shawshank Redemption babies, like Muppet babies. <laughs> yeah, the prison was actually a play, uh, playpen, you know, who wasn't the actual prison. They go outside and they're, they're dropping cookie crumbs through their, their pants. <laughs> No, what the, what this has to be is like uh, when you uh, play NBA Jam and you put the developers hack on there, so all the developer heads are really big on the tiny <laughs> NBA Jam basketball player bodies. It's like that, but it's like Tim Robbins' face CG'd onto a baby's face, and uh, Morgan Freeman as well. <laughs> but everybody else is a baby. What year did this come out? Ninety-five, I think. Yeah, that seems about right. Yeah, and I, I remember being really excited to see it, and uh, yep, yeah, too. and uh, and I, since I saw it in '95, I have yet to see it sober. In fact, I haven't even seen it sober last night when I watched it. I was Ken got high on a new strain of ecstasy called Goldeneye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't actually seen the so uh, the movie sober as an adult, though I've been telling everybody that I know as an adult that this is one of the best James Bonds and I don't think that's necessarily true. Uh, man, I don't know. I feel bad. I do not appreciate James Bond movies for some reason. They've never clicked with me. So I guess this might be the best in my opinion, but I don't like it. <laughs> I didn't like this movie. How about Casino Royale? That was a good movie. Also directed by the same director as Goldeneye. Did you know that? From the writer of Crash <laughs> comes James Bond. That's all I remember about it. <laughs> Yeah, from the writer of UHF. That I would like to see. I'd like to see him in the reboot of James Bond in 10 years. Weird Al is. James Weird Al Bond. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, Weird Al would do the theme song, right? We can all agree. I was just going to say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, that would be the best part of the movie, right? I would totally go see that in the theater. They'd get my money for the first time since Goldeneye. <laughs> And uh, speaking of, as far as uh, Bond themes go, this is one of my favorite, written by Bono and the Edge, and Tina Turner synced it. I think it's great. I think it's one of the the best. You think it's one of the best? But I I, I would I'm not a huge. Uh, I only like it when they do soundtracks like Goldeneye, 
when they did that song for Batman Forever. All I know is he wears those muscle shirts. And I know that you won one, Andrew. I'm wearing one now. <laughs> That's what Andrew did last week. He went, he out. went out to the one store on his island that he lives on. Excuse me. Do you guys have uh, <laughs> corn pops and uh, a U2 muscle shirt, please? We don't have corn pops, but we got the muscle shirt. I'll take it. <laughs> what is Goldeneye? So James Bond is a spy. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that I know that, this movie makes a lot more sense. So the movie, from what I can recall, uh, I can I can recall the opening sequence, 007, James Bond, meets 006, Alec, which is a great name uh, for a British spy, Alec. They go and they decide to thwart this mission. I don't even know what the mission is. I don't know what they're trying to do. All they say is that... It, it's for the queen. All they say is that it's for the queen, and we're supposed to understand what that's supposed to mean. Nine years later, uh, something happens. Uh, <laughs> some other stuff happens. You realize that Alec 006 is still alive, and that he's planning to obviously blow up something that is really with important. Eye. With the golden eye, which is a satellite. And it connects to these electricity jammers that shuts down all electrical devices in a certain area. So it shuts off all computers, all uh, Walkmans. <laughs> <laughs> all ColecoVision machines. That's the thing. It's like every James Bond movie is just has the same story or basically the same story. I just can't get past that. And Pierce Brosnan is not a really good James Bond at all. Every line out of his mouth is a pun in this movie. Yeah. Did oh, everybody man. notice that? that Double ones. entendre. Yeah. Double entendre or a pun or some sort of clever remark. One of my favorite ones is when uh, the evil woman who crushes people with her thighs dies by getting crushed uh, by a tree. Her, she's tied to a helicopter and then gets caught in a tree and gets like crushed that way. And uh, I remember him saying... She always liked a good squeeze. It's like, shut up, man. <laughs> Show some respect. She just died. <laughs> Every time we, you would, they'd be in a scene, you'd be like, I remember this scene when I'm playing uh, four, four-person Goldeneye. And I've got the golden gun, and everybody's calling me cheap. Uh, I'm also odd, uh, not odd job, but the tiny midget character. You know, uh, you mean uh, you mean Willow? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you guys didn't get the Willow hack. And I'm always uh, Shawshank baby Tim Robbins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you only have a shiv as a weapon. <laughs> a rock hammer. Shawshank Redemption '64. <laughs> <laughs> what would that game be like? Shawshank Redemption '64. It would be it would be you as Tim Robbins. There's three things you could do in the game. First thing, you could chisel at the wall, right? That you're trying to escape out of. You could talk to Morgan Freeman. <laughs> uh, you can empty out your pockets uh, from the from the all the debris of the wall that you're ch- chiseling away. I could see using the Wii for a lot of those things. <laughs> you could scrub a boat in Say Once Nao. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
but man, that was fun. That was the only good game for Nintendo 64, really, if I think back. I brought my Nintendo in a briefcase everywhere I went. And everybody, <laughs> when they open the door to you, they're like, you got the shit? You'd be like, yeah, I got the shit. <laughs> man, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, when I go over to family members' houses, I just carry this briefcase with me. <laughs> And I had, like, a Nintendo Power Glove every game I had. You had a handcuff on the briefcase. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's how I... That's my method of peacocking. (laughs) Peacocking? I've never... I haven't heard that term in a long time. What would be some of the most... And and Cameron, I'm pretty sure you know a couple. What would be some of the most annoying uh, peacock moments? Like, you see other people (laughs) peacocking. Definitely when people are walking with a, a cane when they don't need it. And they don't need it? Like they're, they're yeah. using it as a prop cane? Yeah. That's not true. That's not a thing. Yeah, sure it is. It doesn't happen. Andrew's, Andrew's angry because that's what he's been doing and he realizes that other people are doing it. <laughs> that's my thing. <laughs> yeah. What else? Like uh, those guys who carry the little crystal ball with them and kind of. They do kind of David Bowie style in Labyrinth. <laughs> Where are you hanging out? <laughs> oh, I, you don't know? He's actually been living at Burning Man. Crystal Ball? Man, I yeah, guess so. Yeah, I've seen it too. I don't and know, back at Cameron, I think that we were together when we saw that. Like, we were walking down the street together. He would just sort of yeah. like do these really weird rave moves with the ball yeah. on his hand. What else? Uh, guys who carry snakes? That's peacocking. Oh, because the snake just ate the peacock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, any exotic pet guy is the worst. I cannot stand that. They're walking their exotic pet. Or yeah, like a bird or a ferret or something. Yeah. Yeah. They're always and they're always sitting on their shoulder. Where I where I, I live on this island and there's a ferry where you wait to get into like civilization. <laughs> and there's a guy parkouring at the ferry stop. And he was just like standing and jumping over the one bench because <laughs> nothing else to parkour around. <laughs> oh, it was, it was driving me nuts. Now that's the dictionary definition of peacocking. That guy jumping over the bench for you. Yeah, he was doing it all for you. Look, this headdress I'm wearing, it's medical. <laughs> I am not peacocking. Unbelievable. That's one thing I can't stand also. White people wearing headdresses. Like I just can't. Like, I just can't stand it. Yeah, but who does? The only guy I can think of is the guy from Jamiroquai. He's the only guy. So, no, you know who would but, be the best villain for your Weird Al movie? That guy. The guy from Jamiroquai. Yeah, Jimmy he would Quay. be. He'd be the perfect villain. Oh, man, we've got ourselves a movie. Now we're cooking. David Blaine, definitely in this movie. Yeah. Uh, David Blaine, yeah. oh, man. He'd be the side villain, right? You know, there's always the muscle. Mind freak on the on the other hand, that guy is a peacock within itself. You're telling me that putting hooks in your back and being <laughs> carried by a helicopter is peacocking? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> well, thanks for listening to you on Second Thought. Make sure to check us out on our website on secondthoughtpodcast.com or on iTunes where you can write a review or rate the show. Excuse me. I, I hope you don't think I'm peacocking. Ha 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 ha!